Hello from the BBC. I'm Rich Preston with an update on the war in Ukraine. It's day 22 of Russia's invasion. Officials in the northern city of Chernihiv say more than 50 people were killed there on Wednesday. The figures can't be independently confirmed. In the capital, Kiev, another Russian missile hit a residential block. It's reported one person was killed in that strike. But a report by British military intelligence claims Russia's invasion has, quote, largely stalled. It says President Putin's forces are suffering heavy losses and that Russia has failed so far to capture the vast majority of Ukrainian territory. Markian Lubkivsky is with the Ukrainian Defence Ministry. We are fighting every day. We are trying to fight the Russian army on every area. Regarding Kyiv, Russians are trying to get to the city, but our army is, is very successful in that regard and uh, protecting Ukrainians. Kyiv is still the city which is ready for any kind of attack. But our correspondent in Ukraine, James Waterhouse, says there has been continued Russian military activity elsewhere. We're seeing more naval activity to the south in the Black Sea, where some Russian warships are reported to have started shelling areas around the southern city of Odessa. But again, the assessment is from the west is that they would need much more military support to mount any kind of sea-to-ground assault. The only place where the Russians are sustaining their attack is Mariupol. And officials in Mariupol say rescue teams have successfully brought out more than a 1,000 people from a bomb shelter in a theatre which was attacked on Wednesday. Dimitro Gurin is a local member of parliament. One of the survivors from Mariupol, a refugee, talked that in a dramatic theatre there is a bomb shelter for people with children. And uh, in all the Ukrainian channels, this person said about this bomb shelter, in 20 minutes it was bombed by a bomb around 1,000 kilos of explosives. Many of those inside were children, and the theatre had the word children written in Russian on the outside. James Elder is with the UN children's charity UNICEF. It's harrowing, it's unconscionable, and it's important sometimes to get a sense of what these children look like. I mean, they're, they're little, they're huddled together, it's cold, they're hungry, they see fear in dad's eyes, they're, they're in a bunker, and they're toddlers, or they're teenagers, or they're 10 years old. They're in an active conflict zone, they're in war, and right now, as you, as you show from Mariupol, they're under attack. Moscow denies targeting the theatre and continues to say it does not target civilians. Tens of thousands of people have been trapped in Mariupol for many days now. Meanwhile, Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky has addressed the German parliament as part of his efforts to persuade Western powers to do more to support Ukraine. I'm addressing you when Russia is bombarding our cities, ruining everything what we have in Ukraine, everything, residential block of flats, uh, schools, churches, uh, hospitals, many Ukrainians died. It comes a day after Mr Zelensky addressed the US Congress. Our correspondent in Berlin is Damien McGuinness. So how does he assess Mr Zelensky's address to Germany's lawmakers? President Zelensky's speech to the German parliament was emotional. Just as he made references to American history in his speech to the US Congress, to German MPs he compared the invasion of Ukraine to a new Berlin Wall that was dividing Europe. He said the now-cancelled Russian-German gas pipeline Nord Stream 2 had been cement for that wall, and that now German hesitation for Ukrainian EU membership was another brick helping to build it.
Ukraine needed an airlift and a no-fly zone, he said, just as Cold War West Berlin was saved by the Allied airlift. As the European Union, the UK, the US and others maintain sanctions on Russia's financial systems, political leaders and those with close connections to President Putin, Mr Putin has himself acknowledged that sanctions are adversely affecting Russia's economy. But in a Russian government meeting, Mr Putin said the sanctions were also creating social and economic opportunities for the Crimean Peninsula, which Russia annexed in 2014. We've voiced over his words here. Yes, of course, without a doubt, the peninsula's economic development has been affected by the Western sanctions imposed. But not only issues, they are also creating new opportunities for us. Finally, the White House says President Biden will speak to the Chinese leader Xi Jinping about the Russian invasion of Ukraine on Friday. China and Russia currently have warm relations and many believe China could play a role in eventually bringing peace to Ukraine. Those are the latest developments on day 22 of Russia's invasion. I'm Rich Preston at the BBC.